Hello, this is the everybody. This is the RSO Fantasy Football Podcast, where we do RSO projections. We talk about today. We're going to be talking about uh, waiver wire pickups, trade targets, because right now in RSO, we're getting to the point where there's nothing on waiver wires, and this is like Dynasty, where you're long-term investing in people, and it's not really a waiver wire show. We're doing more of a show for trade targets and deep sleepers that you might want to look at uh getting on your team and we got nick here with us nick how you doing good and uh before we get started i just wanted to address the elephant in the room um if you watch the nfl this weekend um you're probably the number one thing you're wondering is how will the love life of the number one dynasty tight end affect his uh on the field performance yes yes absolutely because don't uh, worry don't worry joe Sam Laporte has been uh, in a relationship with Callie Dellinger since they were both at Iowa. It's a very stable relationship. They've been together a long time. I don't think it will affect his play at all. Of course, of course. You're number one tight end in the world, Sam Laporta. And I got to yeah, admit, you were right on him. You were right on him. It was a it was a correct statement to go for Sam Laporta. Sam Laporta is doing well for a rookie. Actually, he's doing well for anyone. Isn't he the tight end two right now? Yeah, yeah, he had a big week, so. Yeah. Over over the season, I think he's tight end two, so he's uh, he's more than impressive. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, guys. That. What else do you got? I, I, I bragged on our, our YouTube show today. I bragged, I bragged that you picked Sam LaVorda ninth of all the rookies overall. And I thought you were insane, but you slowly got me on board, and then you ended up being right. So good. I'll have, I'll have to go watch that then. Yep, you picked him ninth overall in the first round. Of, we did a thirty person thirty person draft of rookies, and you thought Sam Laporta was the ninth best rookie. And that's looking like pretty close. Yeah, we'll we'll gloss over the fact that I took Hendon Hooker at six, but yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe maybe that will pay off. In That's years still to come. Off. It's a three-year. It's a three-year contract. You don't know. I think Kenan Hooker is better than people think. So it'll depend. I think Goff is gonna keep that job until he gets hurt, though. So yeah, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Who are some guys you can trade for in RSO right now that might be cheap or? Might be on waivers in some places, but they're they're cheap players that you, for maybe one of those expensive players you want to offload that has a larger contract. Who's a guy you'd be targeting, Nick? Um, this is probably going to be a, a fairly uh, cheaper guy, uh, maybe still on waivers. Um, and uh, you're going to probably say I'm I'm being a Big Ten homer again, but I, I'm going to say Jake Ferguson. Um, yeah, he's sort of rising to the top out of out of Dallas's uh, three-headed monster at tight end. Um, gets a lot of red zone targets. Um, mm-hmm. He had a kind of a rough game the first game of the season, but it was raining, and um, he had a lot of a lot of drop balls and, and passes that kind of slipped away from him. But he's getting good target numbers. Um, he's out of Wisconsin, so he can block. Um, big athletic guy. And he was he was really Wisconsin's number one target um, his last year there. So he's he's a guy who's got some uh, good receiving experience. 
All right, all right. I like it. Yeah, yeah. If he can come out and get a get a real starting job on that Dallas team, that'd be worth it. And by the way, what happened to Dallas this week? Lost to Arizona. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah, that, that that's crazy. Yeah, tough for tough for Micah Parsons to get much of a pass rush when you're just running all over the uh, the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it was, you know, that's why you play the game. You never know who's gonna win. All right, so I'm looking at people I would want to trade for, and first off, what I want to do is I want to trade an eight to ten million dollar player. For one of these waiver wire ads that you got for less than two million, and I'm thinking a guy I'd want to trade for right now is Jerome Ford. He's got the the starting job on lockdown for the Cleveland Browns. I mean, everything about it says he's got good opportunity. Pierre Strong is not taking opportunity from him, and he's getting passing work. So what would you say? Do you think Kareem Hunt is really going to take it from him or is Jerome Ford the guy? I think, yeah, I think the opposite of you. If I have, if I, if I have Ford, either I had the, the foresight to pick him up at the start of the season or I recently added him, I would trade him. I think this is as high a value as he's going to have. Um, I think Kareem Hunt is going to get some work. And I think that, uh, I mean, do we think Jerome Ford is going to be a long-term fantasy asset? I'm well, he's on a one-year deal in most places because he's a waiver guy or a little guy. He's not a, a long-term contract. Right. He was a waiver guy. But is he going to be is, – like, is he a franchise-taggable running back? Oh, absolutely not, but he's a difference so this is maker. A- yeah, so this is a one-year rental. Um, if if a team, if a guy had Nick Chubb signed to a big contract, that's probably a team that wants to compete this year. You might be. I mean, if you can, if you can get, you might be able to get like a, a pretty high draft pick or a, or a young asset um, for Ford because he's probably a one-year rental for you. Yep. Yep. Um, I and I do think. I do think Cream Hunt's going to cut into his workload here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I don't know if Kareem Hunt got has lost a step or not. I think he has, but judging by last season, I think he's lost a step. So, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I like Jerome Ford. I like also Tank Dell. Tank Dell is a third or fourth round rookie in your rookie drafts, and he's looking like he's impressive. What do you think of Tank Dell, Nick? Yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot of these, a lot of these smaller receivers so far that I was kind of iffy on are, are making me eat my words a little bit. Um, they still have to stay healthy, um, but he's looked pretty good. There's not a lot of proven pass catching options in that offense, and C.J. Stroud is looking like he maybe should have gone ahead of Bryce Young. Um, so I think that's that's a young offense and up and coming offense, and it's probably mm-hmm. something you want to get a piece of. Whether that's yeah. Nico Collins or Tank Dell, um, maybe if you want a little bit more of a long shot, John Mechie might eventually be able to work his way back into that. But yep, those wide receivers are looking like uh, Nico, Nico and Tank Dell especially are looking like good options because even Robert Woods has uh, done pretty well so far. So, mm-hmm. um, CJ Stroud looks like a quarterback that can get it done. 
and uh, that's that's encouraging for the Houston Texans' future. But uh, yeah, so I look at uh, ESPN waivers, and I look at like waivers in our fourteen-team leagues and my twelve-team leagues. And uh, one guy I might target who's on a rookie contract. Tell me what you think of this, Quinton Johnson. Mike Williams out for the season with a torn ACL. Would you target Joshua Palmer or would you target Quinton Johnson? My my thought is Quinton is the explosive player. And I think Quinton is going to get an opportunity here eventually. Um, I agree. If, if you make me pick between those two, you want Quinton Johnson, I think. Palmer's kind of shown he can be productive when one of the the two big dogs is injured. Um, But over the long haul, he's never been able to really establish himself as as a consistent guy in that offense. Um, I don't I don't love Quentin Johnson. Um, To me, he's a he's a bit of a body catcher to ever be a top, top option. But yeah, you know, if you're looking for a guy that maybe has the upside of a flex, maybe wide receiver too. He could maybe get there, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he, he's going to emerge in the next few weeks at some point. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking... I, I, it's more that I trust Herbert than I than I trust Quentin Johnson. Yeah, great offense. Herbert can make him work. Yo. Um, Another rookie that is doing pretty well is Josh Downs of the Indianapolis Colts. Would you be tra- He's like a third-round rookie pick. Would you be willing to trade for Josh Downs right now, trying to get him for the next two years on your rookie contract? I don't know. So he's actually available in our um, in our family's uh, redraft league. Um, yeah, it's a what are what are we now? A fourteen-team league. Yep, fourteen-team league. And he's he's sitting there as probably the best wide receiver that's on the waiver wire right now, and I'm just not sure about his upside. Um, you know, he seems to be kind of getting that sort of Jarvis Landry uh, stat line of you know four or five catches for you know 40 yards and puts up a consistent seven to ten points. Yeah, I mean, he's his... averaging six points. He's got no touchdowns though. 24 targets and 15 receptions. Um. Yeah, and I don't know how much of that is a, is a function of his role in the offense, and how much is just unlucky. But I'm 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 a little bit thinking that maybe part of it is is his role. Um, yeah. Is he going to be more of that sort of shorter, you know, short to intermediate passes? He's Not gotten really better every week. Play over the top. Every week, he's, his targets have increased and his average, everything has gotten better. Yeah, he's, he's a real, got a very good floor for sure. His floor seems to be pretty, pretty good. Um, and it's been pretty consistent um, between both Richardson and Minshew. So, yeah. Seems a little bit quarterback proof, which is nice. He might, he might be a guy you wanna, you wanna grab. There's a solid number two option to Pittman, maybe even eclipsing Pittman in targets. I mean, there's a lot of intrigue in him. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't know what we have, and he could 
be a, an option for the next few years, two years at least for yeah. For and there are targets to go around on that. I mean, that's not a that's not oh, a real yeah. deep wide receiving yeah. core. Um, Pittman, Alex, Alec Pierce, like the, there's not there's not a big target target hog in that offense. Tight ends no. aren't. Um, tight ends I wonder aren't what's going to happen when special. Jelani Woods gets back. Jelani Woods has been on IR all year. I wonder what's going to happen when he gets back. Is he going to get the yeah? Target? He'll get a. I mean, Granson is doing okay, kind of filling in that backup yeah. role. Um, so I, I, I think Jelani Woods will be, you know, kind of that that sort of wasteland of low end tight end one, tight end two, kind of where the you know they put up three, four, five points, and every once in a while get a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what I think of Jelani Woods too. But I think he's got upside if if they were to go to him consistently. Um, yeah, is there anybody else who's really impressing you on who could be cheap? Looking at cheap, cheap things, you know. Um. I don't. I doubt he's cheap anymore. But um, Zach Moss, I think, is somebody to to look at, um, if, especially as somebody um, to grab and try to trade if he's still out there, um, or if you yeah. have it. I think he's probably worth trying to find, figure out who's got Jonathan Taylor in your league and, and trade him to them. Um, I'm sure they're a little frustrated right now with the the uh, sort of unclear situation with Jonathan Taylor and having him sitting there on their bench not getting them any points um, and Jonathan or Zach Moss seems like he's shown he's a pretty good handcuff at least um, and if Taylor goes somewhere else you know he'll be a, he'll be an RB2 maybe RB1 for the rest of the year it looks like yeah it's looking that way it's looking Zach Moss is not bad and he's been impressive can we uh, address the elephant in the room the new Warwick Dunn the guy you said couldn't be Warwick Dunn but people are already comparing to Warwick Dunn <laughs> the A-Train A-Chain <laughs> hey if uh, if Miami scores 70 points a week I will uh, I'll admit you were right I'm, I'm still four touchdowns I realize that um, I mean Raheem Mostert scored uh, what, he must have had four what do you have 40 two. points yeah, he had I mean, four touchdowns too. So, yeah, um, it was quite a day for the Miami running backs. So I don't. I mean, unfortunately for Miami, they don't get to play Denver every week, and so I, I think no. that if you can convince somebody that A Chain's a fifty-point a week guy, or even that he's going to take over the RB one spot in Miami this year, I would trade him. Well, here's the thing with A Chain. He's going to get opportunity because Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert are consistent at one thing. And you know what it is? Being injured. So That's true. Wilson and Mostert are always getting injured. So Achane's going to get he's going to get his is eating in this three-headed monster. So I like I would like to go out and get Achane if I don't have him. However, if the guy values him too much, you might not be able to get him because he just scored 50 fantasy points. Yeah. But, and my problem with Miami is there are so many mouths to feed in that offense. Oh, so many. I mean, Mostert is 
looks like he is still for real when he's healthy. He does. Um, Waddle is is turning into a into a number one level type receiver. Harry mm-hmm. Hill is you know possibly the best wide receiver in in the league at least for fantasy purposes. He's right yeah. there in the conversation if he's not. Yeah. I mean, there's just it's just only one ball to go around, and yeah, it looks like Tyree Hill gets to eat every week, and then you'll see kind of how the pecking order falls after that, but. I don't know. I'm I'm sticking with my my A chain is a is a better version of Darren Sproles rather than he's the second coming of work done. No, no, no. This guy's work done. I guess I guess time will tell. I mean, he's he's just so small, and I I really hesitate to to say, well, I'm going to replace Raheem Mostert because he's injury prone with a running back who's small and. Yeah. You know, give him the ball 20 times a game and he's not going to get hurt too so how sad are fantasy owners about Kyle Pitts uh, it's got to be starting to get frustrating I mean I feel like it's been people have been saying one more year for pretty much ever since he got in the league yeah he's uh he's not producing and it's it is frustrating but I'm really I'm really hopeful for all these rookie tight ends we got. We don't just have Sam Laporta. We got Kincaid, who's doing all right. He had a bat off week this week, but Kincaid is a guy who's doing all right for a rookie. And then we got Luke Musgrave for for Green Bay. You are right that this is a tight end class that's uh, worthy of some picks. Yeah, and um, I, I mean, I think I think Musgrave is maybe a little bit more interesting to me than Kincaid, just because I, I don't see the Bills moving on from Dawson Knox. I think they're going to keep running that um, two tight ends quite a bit. Um, and gonna. it's just going to cut into Kincaid's ceiling a little bit, I think. But Musgrave yeah. looks like he might be starting to establish himself a little bit in Green Bay as the, as, as the tight end to have. Yeah, Musgrave is looking like he's beating out Kraft, so... But the thing about Musgrave is he gets hurt a lot. So hopefully he can stay injured or stay uninjured. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. So uh, there's been some uh, some disappointments with some of the tight ends, but there's been a lot of excitement with some of the other ones. But is there any tight end you want to go out and get other than Sam Laporta? And Ferguson that I mentioned earlier. Ferguson, yeah. Yeah, For Ferguson uh, is still my top one. Yeah, Ferguson. Yeah, okay. For me, I want to, I kind of want to go out and get like someone who's dependable, who's been struggling. Something like a Darren Waller who has potential to go further than he's gone, but hasn't gone there yet. You know, um, Waller hasn't yeah. busted out yet. I would think about trading for Waller if I could get the right situation, just because I think he's gonna be better than he is right now. Yeah, I mean, they, the Giants can't be this bad, right? Yeah, we would hope not. Like, no touchdown for what was it six quarters of football, and just yeah. I mean, this looks so bad. I mean, they they, they can't. I, I just. 
I gotta believe they gotta turn around at some point. There's a lot of they're a playoff Yeah, I mean, they have to get back to at least a average offense, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, with the Minnesota Vikings, there's no problem with the offense. There's just problem with the defense. Although the running backs haven't looked good, the wide receivers have looked great, and uh, the receiving options are not the issue. And and never blame Kirk Cousins for these three losses. My goodness. Yeah. So what do you think about Cam Akers coming there? Is he going to? Are they going to? Is he going to take over for Madison? Is it going to be a committee? Is he just going to sit on the bench? What? I think he's going to be a supplement, a goal line back, and I think Madison is still going to be the head. I think Madison did enough to prove himself this week, and uh, Madison will still be the head. But uh, they they needed him, so we'll see what they do with him. But I think Madison is still better than Cam Akers. That's just my opinion. What do you think? I don't know. Cam Akers has always been kind of confusing to me. I don't I don't really understand why they kept. They they seemed like they really wanted to make it work in LA with him. And for some reason, it just never seemed like things really clicked. And I don't really understand why. Um, so I think it's going to be really interesting to see him somewhere else. Um, I think they must have believed he had a lot of talent to keep kind of trying with him. But I don't really understand why it never really worked. Because he had some big games where he put up a lot of points um, fantasy-wise. But it just never seemed like they that he really got the keys to the car and they turned him loose yeah so my thought on Sean Tucker is looking wrong right now he's not he's not taking over for Rashad White I always thought he would but looks like he's not gonna do that yeah I mean but for undrafted free agent to already be at RB2 on their depth chart is is pretty good, in my opinion. Um, yeah. And I, I, I think I had probably a higher grade on Rashad White than a lot of people did. Um, to me, he was the third best running back in that class, um, just sort of talent-wise. And then opportunity-wise, he kind of got a a little bit of a shorter end of the straw going to an offense with Leonard Fournette already there. So I kind of had probably a higher opinion of Rashad White than a lot of people did, but I don't know. For an undrafted free agent, I'm I'm pretty okay with Sean Tucker's progress so far. Yeah. So what do you think of Stafford? Is Stafford a guy to get now that he's going to have Pukunakua and Cooper Cup? Is that, was that going to yeah. bring the Stafford magic back? I thought he looked really um, last night. I mean, his his stats probably didn't look that great, but I thought he looked good. 18 of 33, 18 of 33 for 269 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. Which he's always been a big interception guy, but add cup to that, like that's gonna be 300 yeah. some yards and two or three touchdowns. Yeah, he's moving. He's moving well in the pocket. His, yeah. his throw book effortless. Um, and I mean, his, I mean, he has nothing to work with right now. I mean, yeah, he's, he's, he's got Kyron a good Williams is, he has a star 
wide yeah, receiver. Aaron Williams is fine, but that offense last night, they were running that offense through a fifth-round rookie and Tyler Higby, which, I mean, no offense to those guys. I mean, Puka Nakua, great hands, great body control. Um, we probably didn't talk about him enough during the draft process, but I think a lot of that was because we didn't know how Matt Stafford was going to look and even if going to be Stetson Bennett at quarterback. Um, yeah. Which was kind of why I was sort of shying away from, from Nakua. But yeah, he looks, Matt Stafford looks like he is pretty much back. And um, yeah, when he gets Cooper Cup and, and defenses can't key on, on Nakua anymore, and I think that's going to be a, a pretty decent offense. Yeah, I think so too. I think Stafford is a guy to go out and get if uh, people are selling them. Um, you know who I would sell high on right now? Someone who has a consistent en- injury risk at running back who's usually hurt, who the last two games has played lights out. Do you know who I'm talking about? Um, DeAndre Swift. Oh. DeAndre Swift has gotten major games the last two games. True. Um, and I just don't see him staying healthy. If he stays healthy, I think he'll be this good all year because he's got the way to do it. But I just don't see him staying healthy. And I fear him getting injured. So I would try to capitalize on selling high on on him because I yeah. just don't. Yeah. What do you and think? If, yeah. And I, also, if you give Gainwell another week to get back, that may end up being a little bit more of a committee with uh, Gainwell and Scott than than it has been. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you can swing Swift for a for a pretty stop for a good piece, I would do it. Yeah, I would I would swing him. I think you could get something big for him. Um. You know. Who I'm losing hope on is I'm losing hope on Antonio Gibson. I'm thinking he's a backup now, which is what I kind of predicted at the start of the year. I always thought Brian Robinson was better than him. Um, in my redraft leagues, I would draft Brian Robinson thinking that he's going to be the alpha, and it's turning out to look that way. Yeah. Alabama running backs are tough to pick against. Yep. Some people thought that Gibson was going to take the Jarrett McKinnon role in the offense, but he's really not. Brian Robinson is the man. He's he's really a bell cow at this point, Brian Robinson. He's a guy who I think is only going to get better. And it's uh, a, little, a little frightening. I think you should go out and get Brian Robinson. He's probably a cheap running back in your league. Uh, if he's still on a rookie contract or whatever the case is, he's probably pretty cheap. He'd be a guy to go get and uh, save some cap on and uh, trade one of your higher cap running backs for him. Yeah, even if he's not on a rookie deal, I can't see somebody having given him real big money. No, no. So, yep. Uh, did you see my trade today? I did not. I traded Jamar Gibbs and Tyson Chandler for Tank Dell, Jerome Ford, 
and probably the 11th pick in the draft next year. So, okay. So, so you got, so you're got going, Dell. I'm going to, I'm probably going to extend tank Dell's contract. If it's cheap enough, um, I'll look at the extensions cause those come out in week four. Uh, if I can get tank Dell for a good price, I'll, I'll get tank Dell extended. Jerome Ford is just this year. I'm going to use him. I believe in him. I know you don't as much, but I believe he's the guy for Cleveland and he'll be productive. And I think it would be really interesting to see what what um, RSO puts Ford at as far as an extension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It will be interesting because I don't want to extend him. I just want to win this year. You know, I, my team is definitely a contender. It's It's got the most total points of anyone in our league. Yeah. And uh, I've got a real, I've got a real team on my hands if it stays healthy. So I just, I needed another wide receiver behind Kevin Ridley as my fourth, because my fourth was Robert Woods and that's not good enough to have four. So I took Robert Woods and Tank Dell now as my fourth and fifth wide receivers in a three wide receiver league. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Everybody else is producing. So, Kirk yeah, Cousins has been a, been a great fantasy quarterback. Yeah, so basically you're going to need your, your high second round draft pick and, and Tank Dell to sort of equal out what Gibbs is going to do. Yeah, yeah. So, this this was a win now move because I'm, I'm sick of waiting for Jameer, Jameer Gibbs to be the man or be like great and so you know how i get impatient and i just wanted to make sure i win it now so i'll probably come back to haunt me in two years or less but uh i just i needed to i needed to secure my future and it also gave me a little more depth at a position i needed depth at because my wide receivers in that league are justin jefferson tyree kill and calvin ridley but I have no fourth and they all have different bye weeks. All three of those have different bye weeks. So if I get a fourth with a different bye week, it, which I did, it'll all be good. And so Tank Dell is going to situate into their three weeks in a row or three weeks for those three people. And I thought that's enough of a win now move. And it, and it saved me about nine million in cap. Oh, yeah, that's that's a nice that's a nice bonus right there. Yeah, so now I've got a now I've got about eight eight million in cap to work with because I was at the limit, but now I can uh, play around with my roster a little more, which you know I love to do. Yep. So so uh, I did that with trust the process and. Uh, he has gotten a lot of good waiver guys. He's gotten a lot of cheap contracts. And uh, he's got the most waiver. He was going for the number one pick, but now he's 2-1. and one, So I don't think he's going for that anymore. I think he's going for the wins. And uh, he's still going for the future because he has so many first-round picks. But it's surprising what he's been able to do. Yeah, he is kind of an interesting strategy um, where he kind of gutted his team for picks. He's got probably he's got a significant portion of the of the first round i think he's got five 
four picks, five, five of um, the top ten. And then that freed up enough uh, cap room that he was able to be really aggressive in free agency. Um, yep. And sort of put a whole new team together. Yep. Yep. So he doesn't have any like really top top guys, but he's got a lot of depth. Yep, and that's why he wanted. He's been trying to get Jameer Gibbs for me for months, but I haven't been biting. But with with him getting Tank Dell and uh, Jerome Ford off waivers, I I thought, you know, that's that's cheap contracts that's saving me some money. It's giving me an opportunity to win. So, but uh, yeah. Chris- uh, I guess the next question is, um, if you own Jerome Ford, should you handcuff him with Kareem Hunt? Potentially. Potentially, yeah. There's there's always injuries. And they don't have Dearness Johnson anymore. He's in Jacksonville. So, um, you know, they don't have anybody other than Kareem Hunt and Pierre Strong. And Pierre Strong isn't impressing people so far. No, so, he was he was so unimpressive. They went out and got Kareem Hunt off the street. Yeah, exactly. Oh. So maybe you want to get Kareem Hunt. Um, you know, we always advocate for handcuffing, so you're always secure. But uh, okay. there are other people who you get other people's handcuffs. So maybe go out and get a, a Tank Bigsby or someone else, you know, an Antonio Gibson. Uh, get another a different handcuff. Have you ever heard of that method? Yeah, I th- I, I I was more just saying because I, I would assume Kareem Hunt is available in in most leagues right now. Yes, um, he probably he probably is a waiver consideration just, in mostly. Just signed fairly unimpressive um, this week. Didn't get a lot of opportunities, which is kind of understandable given that he's only been on the team for whatever a week now. Um, so that that's the only reason I was talking about him because he's probably available yeah cream honey is probably available um another quarterback quarterbacks i like are andy dalton and carson wentz uh andy dalton is playing right now he's outperforming bryce young but the coach is adamant that bryce young will start when he comes back but it'd be nice to have dalton just sitting if you're in a super flex um he seems to be doing well and he could start this week and Carson Wentz, man, he's going to go somewhere at some time. You wait. Carson Wentz is going to be a starting quarterback this year in the NFL. And uh, you got to be prepared for that. And when he does start, um, I think he's going to be successful. Yeah, I don't like either of those guys. I mean, they're going to keep giving the ball back to Bryce Young. And I mean, I, we, we talked about this during the draft process. I mean, injuries definitely a risk for Bryce Young um so Andy this may not be the last we see of Andy Dalton but I don't want to I don't want to roster a quarterback that might not even be on the field um when it gets to fantasy playoffs um and Carson Wentz I don't know I feel like like I mean the place for him to have gone was Arizona I mean Arizona was desperate for a quarterback um he wants to go to a playoff contending team, though. Yeah, don't we all, though? I mean... Yeah, that's true. Most... I mean, I, I, I just don't... I don't see a playoff contending team bringing in a guy off the street to try to learn an offense in a few weeks. Um, I don't know. 
I guess I guess we'll see, but I kind of think that Carson Wentz's days in the NFL are probably over. He might have to go the Canadian football or XFL route and try to build back up from that. I don't know that anybody's going to give him a job um, just starting out off the street. Well, I think you're wrong, but I hope you're wrong at least. But, um, yeah. All right, well, you got anything else you want to add to this show? Uh, no, I think we covered quite a bit. We did cover quite a bit. We covered trades. We covered um, people we want to trade, people we're, we're trading for. Um, we focused on the waiver quarterbacks. Uh, we got a lot, a, lot, a lot done in this episode. But, uh, Nick, tell, tell our fans what we're transitioning to yeah we're gonna um give uh give the youtube thing a shot um so if you're looking for some more content um you can go over there and check us out it'll be kind of similar ish format um but uh just on a different platform yeah we're gonna try out youtube um we might go back to doing this, but we want to try out YouTube and see how, how well we do at it. And uh, we also just, uh, I like the video the video aspect of it, and uh, I'm learning about it. So slowly our videos will get more views and more, more professional looks because I'm going to buy a video editing thing and we're going to do real videos. And so... Uh, yeah, we're going to try that. So there's already content out there. I did uh, a piece today similar to today's show, but uh, a little different and on my own. And we're going to try to incorporate Nick and Hunter in there. And uh, we'll see how it goes. But check us out on YouTube. It's the RSO Fantasy Football Podcast on YouTube. Yeah, well, hopefully, uh, hopefully our faces made for radio don't... Uh break your uh, oh, come on. camera we're, screen but uh we're we're gorgeous people <laughs> we're gorgeous people have you seen some of these fantasy football podcasters on youtube yeah we, we're doing all right <laughs> i think as long as uh, i think as long as our takes are beautiful people will uh, hook up, put up with looking at us yeah i think they will all right well that's the show today everybody thanks for tuning in and listening uh, we'll catch you in the YouTube and we'll still be doing some Spotify things, maybe potentially if I can't figure out YouTube, but go check us out on YouTube and, uh, check out our new content. Talk to you later. See you later, Nick. Yep. See you.